Hello and hey there! Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast, a show where we rank and discuss any list you can imagine. Best ice cream, top gaming consoles, best blenders, nothing is off limits, everyone is wrong even when they think they are right. I'm your host, Zachary Rancourt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Dylan Jupp. How we doing, Zach? Ooh, I am so good. You sound so buttery smooth. I want to make sweet, sweet love to your voice right now. I, I accept it. You know what? I'm glad we worked some stuff out. And now we're just every every week's a new week. Every week I will sound slightly better. That is a fact. Every week is, in fact, a new week. There are 52 of them in a year. That is great. Love you. So and then we have uh, Mr. Thomas Lockhart. And I always sound good. Ooh, except when you sound bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Except for then. So, um, gentlemen, yeah, it's great, great talking to you again. I feel like it's been seven days since we last spoke. Um, Sounds right. Fun, fun few episodes we've had. We've talked candy bars. We've talked football movies. We've talked comedians. Uh, when I go to the grocery store, I look at all the candy bars in the grocery store, and I'm like, I should buy a Kit Kat and send you guys a picture of me eating it like a pan flute. That would be uh, that'd be pretty awesome. And then you're also stabbing someone. <laughs> right. I was like, that, that's one way to, for me to file a police report. But yeah, sure. <laughs> the cops would be like, that's my kind of guy right there. So, yeah. But um, any, it's, a, any... it's a felony in some states. But yeah, OK, sure. <laughs> any fun, exciting news for you guys? Anything new I need to learn about? Um, in two days, I get my second COVID uh, shot and I get to start licking handrails again, you know, as I oh. used to. Again, I like that. Yeah. I'm sorry you had to put that on pause. <laughs> what an inconvenience 2020 must have been. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. You know, I got not not a whole lot going over here. Been in school, passed my first uh, class, so that's exciting. I am getting smarter every day, and uh, which is good because I have a lot of room to grow. So, look at you yeah. taking the opportunity to learn new things. SMRT. I am so smart. I am so smart. SMRT. <laughs> Classic Simpsons. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. I love it. Chicken next. Um, yes, I love the Simpsons. Quoted all the time. Nothing's really new with me. What was this week? Oh, uh, our awesome snowstorm we had in Seattle. That oh, that's legit. right. That was legit, I guess man. That... Yeah, we had, a, we had a foot of snow overnight. It was crazy. I was like, woo. So I took the opportunity to watch a lot of movies and play a lot of video games and kind of go walk around in the snow. And I, I went slightly sledding, sort of kind of thing it was fun it was cool i drank <laughs> so yeah all your typical snow day stuff <laughs> yeah I, it's funny because we're all like oh yeah what's new with us oh yeah by the way we got like three feet of snow in two days i guess we probably could have brought that up but sure and eh, whatever it's all good it was all gone in two days anyway yeah that's that's true but it still was fun tom don't let that uh take the magic away you go to disneyland for like two days and then it was you know sunny by gone. wednesday yeah I guess, I guess that all makes sense so, but um, yeah, so we're not here to talk about snow, but we are here to talk about movies again because movies are incredible and we are fortunate enough to exist in a uh, in a time where we're presented with some of the greatest works of art ever created. You know, not all films deserve top honor, but uh, today we're going to be celebrating and recognizing the bad films, the ones that failed so miserably that we end up actually appreciate appreciating them because of that reason, because they're so bad. Now, regardless of what critics may think, these are our top five best worst movies. To enhance discussion, we didn't share our list with each other, and by no means are we experts or historians in said category. We're just a few dudes who like to talk about nonsense. 
So, um, yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and get started with this list. Uh, we are using yeah, this rotten. List to- that, I was going to say this list that we uh, our our poll. We did a poll, and this was this was the one that won. I, I forgot what the other categories were. What 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 did this beat out? Um, hold, please. Let me see. It was top. It was top beards, and then top beards. it was top yep, video which, game characters and top yeah. and top sports moments. That's what it was. Right. And actually, I voted for the video game character one, but I voted I for beards. I voted for famous beards because I thought that would be fun. I voted for this one right here. Uh, well, I hate you, Tom. <laughs> uh, I guess this is all Tom's fault. Then that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it always is. Uh, so we are using Rotten Tomatoes to uh, keep our score, and, and the criteria we're using is anything under sixty percent because sixty percent is a D, D minus, which is a passing grade. But we want Fs. We want things that that the critics did not like, uh, and audience score goes out the window. We'll still um, acknowledge it, but. You know, the critics are the ones that, that get the tomato meter down. So that is our, our um, criteria for this. So to start us off, we're going to use Mr. Dylan Jupp. Dylan, what is your first movie? So my first movie, um, I remember. So a, a lot of mine are from when I was a kid. Right. And um, I was really I really enjoyed this movie because I couldn't believe that they were going to do a movie about it. And I mean, playing Super Mario Brothers for so many years, I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to do a movie. <laughs> and then they did it. And we all saw what they did to that movie, which is really like, it's really disappointing um, because the cast, um, Bob, Bob uh, uh, Hoskins, you know, like um, is, is fantastic. He's done so many good movies. And uh, uh, the other guy whose uh, name I'm going to totally butcher, John, John Leguizamo. Leguizamo. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then you have Dennis Hopper. Like <laughs> if you were to tell me that those three people are going to do a movie, that's going to be like a cool sci-fi action. I'm like, okay, I can, I like all three of those actors. I, I could not believe it. And then, then you watched it and it was, <laughs> oh man, it, it was really rough. I, I want to try to defend it there. The video games, you know, we all grew up playing or a lot of people did anyway. Mario has been around for ages and ages of all the different versions. And uh, yeah, this one, this one hurt. And I think what really did it for me was the, uh, um, what, what are they called? The, the, the giant dudes with the really tiny heads. I the can't Goombas. remember what the Goombas. Goombas. Yeah. Oh my God. Like that really, I think like if, if, if that would have been better, the movie probably would have like had more what you were, what do you want to call it? It would have had more, um, like street cred, you know, for like not, but they, they butchered butchered it. It was so bad. It was so terrible. And so, so yeah, super Mario brothers. Um, it is a 24% on rotten tomatoes which uh, let me tell you is not good. Uh, I'm very aware that it's 24% because it's also on my list. <laughs> you because, fucking assholes. <laughs> Super Mario Bros. I don't know what you're talking about, about it being disappointing. It is great. It just says, hey, you know that whole Mario thing? Nah, we're not doing that. Because the first thing is it's called Mario Bros. But you learn early in the movie they're not even brothers. <laughs> they're cousins. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, wait, they're not even brothers in this movie. And they're supposed to be Italian plumbers. And I don't think John Leguizamo is Italian at all. I, I don't think no, he's one of them are, to be honest. He's, not. He's, Puerto, he's Puerto Rican. And Bob Hoskins is British. So, yeah. <laughs> it's not. So, at least Bob so Hoskins can like, get away with it. <laughs> like, uh, it's so good who are from brooklyn by the way i forgot to mention that they're yeah yeah they're the italian they're a british and puerto rican italian plumbers from brooklyn 
who are yeah. cousins. <laughs> my favorite my favorite line in that is when he goes, John Leguizamo is like, there were dinosaurs in Brooklyn? And Bob Hoskins goes, yeah, there also used to be Dodges. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's but really that movie bad. fucking the sucks. The lines are bad. Uh, oh, man. I've yeah, got a couple fun facts about the movie. Ooh. Um, oh, Bob Hoskins right. broke his hand during the movie. Um, and you can actually notice in some of the scenes he's wearing a cast. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, he also said that it was the worst thing he ever did. Not worst movie decision. The worst thing <laughs> in his life. Wow. Um, and he yeah, had and quite he, the like he was a long time actor. Like he did a yeah. lot of stuff. He uh, he didn't know it was a video game movie until about halfway through because his kid told him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, there's just so many good things about this movie. And most That's, of them don't have to do with the movie. <laughs> I, I have a, a random side fun fact. I know that um, Mila Jehovich only did Resident Evil because her little brother told her to do it. She had no idea it was a video game either. I read about that. She was just like, her little brother's like, oh, you should you should do that. It, it's a really cool video game. And she's like, okay, whatever. And it leads, like leads on to be like the best thing she's ever done in the movies besides the fifth element. That's true. It's essentially Lil- her whole career. <laughs> Lilu Dallas multipass. <laughs> um, yeah, so so that will be my first one, Tom. Uh, since you got, well, I guess that was your one of yours as well. Do you want to give off one of yours, or Zach? Would you like to tell us about yours? I'm gonna go with mine since uh, since Tom also did Mario Bros. And you guys won't won't believe it, but my first one is no, nah, it's not Mario Bros. I don't like <laughs> that movie. Um, so my first one is a it has a 59 percent on the tomato meter there. So this is actually my highest rated one, uh, and I believe that's what we're trying to do is start with our highest and go lowest. But mine is a 59 percent. Let me just uh, try to see something cool if I can uh, find it down here. So it had a $73 million budget, which is pretty crazy. And the director did a little movie called Die Hard. Uh, You might have heard of it. This is Deep Blue Sea. It is 59%. So this was uh, Jaws on steroids pretty much, but it was the best B movie that was not a B movie I've ever seen. Uh, This movie should have been a straight to DVD film. But it wasn't. It was ridiculous. Thomas Jane was awesome in it. Uh, Saffron Burroughs was great. She's beautiful. Uh, Sam Jackson's spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. His death was very, very shocking. I was not expecting that. But I mean, this movie has like Stellan Skarsgård in it. And he's been in a ton of amazing stuff. You have Michael Rapaport, who always like talks <laughs> shit in all of his movies. But uh, yeah, this I, I whenever this is on TV, I will always watch this. I, it, for some reason, it just I don't know, man. And some of the top critics, they say, ooh, it's a soggy effort, a soggy effort. Tom, have you ever been called have you ever been called soggy before? You know how degrading that is? Uh, I always take it as a compliment, actually. (laughs) Soggy. That's 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 real bad. I'm going to start using that now. I'm in a soggy mood right now, but you're so soggy. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely know that you're never going to say it when you're talking about anything pleasant at all. (laughs) It's just it's just not good. Yeah. Um, One guy said scary, absurd, inessential. Oh, Saying, but uh, yeah, another one was a gory, trashy blockbuster that succeeds despite its waterlogged script. So that's great. I mean, I mean, that was a positive review on that one. And uh, the audience score was was a lot lower than the tomato meter too. 39% for the audience score. They really didn't like it. The audience. I don't know what they were watching. I fucking I fucking loved it. I still love it. It's pretty bad, but I know it's bad. It's three giant Mako sharks that are genetically modified to do whatever. And they're all smart and they can swim backwards. And the CGI is terrible. It's god awful, but it's it's still really badass. Plus, LL Cool J is in it. I forgot about that. 
And he, I've actually oh, yeah. never seen it. And he has he has a great song at the end, uh, Head Like a Shark Fin. Is that Deepest what it is? Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark's fin. Yeah. Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark's fin. That's the only part I know. Dylan, you got to watch all it. That is it is, yeah, it is one that I've never it. seen. I've, I've, I've never seen. And I've seen it like because I worked at Blockbuster for you know several years. And, and I remember seeing it on the shelf all the time. And just nothing about it even looked good. So I just never really bothered. And turns out I was right. At least a little bit. Dude, it's not bad. You should check it out. Books. Right. Yeah. Check them out. Um, yeah. And I think it's streaming, too, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just double probably. check real quick. No one's going to pay for it. Whoa. <laughs> probably just find, you could find a loose DVD on the street, probably. Just, right. Just it's dropping up a table hey, somewhere. Yeah. We'll see. Crazy. Yeah, I, I don't see it. It's not streaming anywhere because they know it's so good. It's it's in the vault right now with all uh, the other yes. masterpieces at the Guggenheim, which is not for that. <laughs> they couldn't even literally give it away for free. So they're just yeah. like, no, we're, we're good. <laughs> all right, Dylan, what's next on your list? Mario Bros. 2, Mario's oh, Revenge. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Super Mario Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So the next one I have on my list, um, I bet it's not one that a lot of people have seen. Um it was one that was like, it was definitely a favorite to me as a kid. Uh, it came out in 1993 with a tomato meter of 21%, but I watched it countless, countless times. It's the movie Airborne. Um, this is a movie. I fucking love it, that movie. <laughs> I do too. It, it's a fantastic movie. I mean, you have Seth Green in it. You have Jack Black in it. Um, you have Shane McDermott, who I literally have no idea who that is, but he's the main guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I actually read about him. He was in Days of Our Lives for a little while, for a couple mm-hmm. seasons, and then that was it. But it's basically just about a kid who moves to like a new city, and he's like a surfer kid, right? And he's all about the waves, and he he sounds exactly like, yeah, man. You know, he, your stereotypical surfer, like a, a good-looking dude, and he goes to like I don't know where. I think it's New York Min- or something. Minnesota. No, it's Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. Because of yeah, all the snow. That's right. So it's a movie about skating. So he he finds he finds skating because everyone there that's like cool in 1993 was inline skating. And they're doing rollerblading and hockey and stuff like that. And literally the entire movie is just about him. Like they pick on him because he's a surfer. And they're skaters and not not skateboarders, but rollerbladers. And they're the tough kids of the city. But the thing that I like the most about it is the ending um, is like 20 minutes of him just going down. I think it was called like Suicide Hill or whatever. Basically, like they all like do this giant um, this like uh, race at the end. And people are just getting like destroyed by cars. And you're just like, this is so unsafe. But it's just this like pg it made like two million dollars in the box office it's so so terrible i i I like it a lot yeah when they do the right said fred i'm too sexy part with uh seth green wearing like different outfits to go on the date and uh the mom that's in it she's great uh she's in ferris bueller's day off she's the secretary but they have a Uh, heavy eddie mcclurk something Aunt like Irene, that, yeah. that's who it is yeah she's got the yeah. really high pitched she's kind of a kind of a bigger like a, a high pitched sounding lady mm-hmm. and she does that perfect that voice that shrilly voice with that i'm not gonna try <laughs> not yeah. at all and she has that deep minnesota accent and then the uh the brother of the girl that he likes i think his name is eric in that movie he's like the typical jock looking dude who's like a hockey player he ends up being a good guy he's in the next karate kid with Hilary Swank. He plays the boyfriend in the next Karate Kid. 
And uh, that's the only thing I remember him from. But dude, I fucking love Airborne. That movie's dope. Yeah, that that's is a good, good one. So that's a good choice. I, I, I like that one. And I want to definitely tell you, um, I was reading the uh, um, uh, the the critics on like what they talked about it. And I liked this one. This one really, really did it for me. It says it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's got babes, beats and badass skate stunts. And I'm just like, <laughs> that's all I asked that, for. <laughs> I mean, like that review is almost as bad as like <laughs> badass skate stunts. Like all they do is like they just go downhill and like it's oh, God, it's so funny. So, yeah, it is. It is a fantastic one. One one of my favorites that I've watched all the time as a kid, uh, you know, early teenager me was just like, how cool are these guys in their inline skates? And oh, man. So, Tom, what do you got for us? OK, I want you guys to close your eyes and I want you to just picture this world I'm going to bring to you. Oh, OK, man. it's post-apocalyptic, elliptic <laughs> after a nuclear bomb goes off. Half the population is dead. The other half, mostly sterile. Now we come to our hero, Roddy Piper. (laughs) He he is under arrest for either having sex with or raping the sheriff's daughter. It's not really said which one. Um, He's just arrested. He's arrested and he's being interrogated. And then the government comes in, which is run by women only. Go ladies. And... They are releasing him because the woman that he raped slash had sex with is now pregnant and they are taking possession of his junk. It is now government property. He now has to go to a town to rescue a group of women that are fertile who are kidnapped. And did I mention that that town has frog people? (laughs) You heard me right. Frog people. This movie is Hell Comes to Frogtown, which has a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. 56? 56. I know. I was shocked. (laughs) I thought it was going to be the lowest one on my list, and it was not. It is nearly passing. (laughs) I know. It is beautiful. Roddy Piper is just enjoyable to, like, watch. He's just a fun actor when he's in movies because, like, They Live is also a great movie. Um, yeah, but frog people, his name is Sam Hell. Hell comes to frog town. I see it's where beautiful. they got the movie for the, the title of the movie from. That makes sense. Oh, in case you were wondering, there are two sequels. Oh, boy. so, so they have a trilogy is what you're saying. This that is a is trilogy. Uh, I believe in the second one, it's actually Lou Ferrigno is Sam Hell. Cause I couldn't get Roddy back. <laughs> oh, boy. So there's that. <laughs> I uh, so, I don't think I've yeah. ever heard of that movie. Not a lot of people I, have. I, tr- I, I truly don't even know if I know. I know who Rowdy Roddy Piper is as a longtime yeah. wrestling fan. I, he was mm-hmm. the guy's nuts. And um, but he's a lot of he was entertaining for sure. And I remember he did some movies. I just couldn't name one. And that's a left field one right there. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is. It's so good. Oh. I knew that would be on Tom's list because we did They Live and Tom always is like, you guys should do Hell Comes to Frogtown. Because it's you, great. You and Justin are like the only two people I know <laughs> that have seen that. Or no, actually, I think my buddy Matt has seen it too. So like three people have seen it and I'm like, what the fuck is this? I think Justin even has the poster of Hell Comes he does. to Frogtown. He, when, when, I, when I said that on Twitter, he sent a picture of his poster and I was like, yes, I need this poster. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, what a weird uh. selection. <laughs> 
a weird but great selection. That's another one that I actually haven't seen. So I guess I uh, I guess I got some stuff to to watch this weekend. That's for sure. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> Save it, yourself the trouble. Or do I? I guess <laughs> it is free on YouTube. If that tells you the quality. Wow. <laughs> they just somebody threw it up there, and no one was like, "Take that down." They were just YouTube like, YouTube eh, was whatever. actually fine with it. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, eh, no one's going to watch it. <laughs> wow. Okay, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Zach, what about you? What's what's a good one? All right. I'm not going to set it up like Tom did because he did that really <laughs> well. But uh, yeah, the year. That act. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a hard one to follow. But the year is. Wait, that's not right. Hold on a second. That's going to get me. That's going to get me in trouble. Um. We did this. Oh, okay, I got it. The year of our Lord, 1997, is when this movie came out. A beautiful year. I was in 10-year-old grade, so whatever you're in when you're 10. Third grade, I think. I don't know. Fifth, fifth grade? I think it's fifth grade. Uh, Maybe was, it was third grade was, for you. I think it's third. I was, eight in, I was eight in second, nine in third, so like fourth. Let's just let's, let's split the difference. We'll say fourth. Anyways... A little action film of 56% on the Rotten Tomato meter, but a 75% audience score, Con Air. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's Nicolas Cage at his finest. Uh, he is just utterly jacked in this role. He's a big dude and just, you know, has the worst Alabama Southern accent in the world. You have John Malkovich being incredibly creepy as always, but he still kills it. And then uh, John Cusack plays uh, the kind of vanilla dete- or FBI agent who's just there. Steve Buscemi is awesome as that. Uh, what's his name? Garland. He is the notorious serial killer that comes on later. That is just kind of an odd guy. <laughs> and then Ving Rhames is in it. Dave Chappelle has a cameo in it. Uh, it's pretty badass. I it's one of the mo- the few films that I will watch at any single point that it's on. Cause it used to be on TNT all the time when I was a kid. So I could turn on my TV if I had cable and if it was on, you know, 30 minutes into the movie, I would sit down and watch it. If it was on, if it was an hour and 15 minutes into the movie, I'd be like, cool. I'm still going to watch it. I really enjoy Con Air, And I think it's a, it's a fun romp for sure. It's a Bruckheimer film too. So you, you know, it's going to be explodey action when that happens. The only reason I didn't add it was because I think it's a good movie. I don't think it's bad in any way. No, I think it's, it's a good perfect. movie, too. Excuse me. I think it's a good movie, too, but but critics uh, don't like it. So that's what I mean by such, best worst yeah, movies. So it is, it is not hailed. And I don't know if I, I would be really cautious of who I would show this to, because I think if I did to some people, they'd be like, that was fucking terrible. And I'd be like, you're fucking terrible. <laughs> Those are the I, type uh, of people I don't want to hang out with. I, I just watched that movie just like a few weeks ago, and I think I still think it's it holds up like to, to today. Like there's so many good actors in there, like mm-hmm. like you're you're naming them all. And it's just like if, if you were to take that movie, like John Malkovich is is just awesome in, in, in every way. And I was looking at movies to kind of add on my list and I was shocked, shocked when I were they were like Con Air and like top, you know, random places, top 50. I'm like, there's a hundred movies that you can choose that are actually bad. And yeah, I get it. Maybe he's. Nicholas Cage will never, um, uh, you know, convince me that he's from Alabama at all. But like, <laughs> it's it's fantastic. The action is just fantastic, and I'm I'm shocked that that one is like actually considered, you know, a quote bad movie. But I knew Nicholas Cage wouldn't escape it. I knew there's no way between the three of us that we we're going to have no Nicholas Cage movies. And I I'm glad I'm glad you pulled through with that one. 
My daughter Casey's birthday is today. <laughs> I'm going to see my daughter Casey. <laughs> he sounds like just a weird, I don't even know how to describe it. And then I, I really like John Malkovich a lot when he's like, whose bear is this? That's clever. He's just so, I, that was a bad John Malkovich, but you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. was perfect. I thought he, he like came out of the call. I think yeah. the, che- the cheesiest moment in the film is when it's like halfway through when they get to the boneyard and all the explodies happen and Nicolas Cage goes to get some insulin for uh, oh, yeah. or a syringe for his, his, his buddy for Bubba from from Forrest Gump. Uh-huh. And all the fires happening in the classic, like, you know, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer music's playing in the background and Nicolas Cage goes, let's do this. And he runs through and it's all dramatic. And I'm just like, oh, my fucking God, I eat that shit up every day there. I like cheese. So my my favorite cheesy moment is when he's walking towards I can't remember. It's towards the end of it. And one of the guys that was kind of a nobody like shoots the gun and it like grazes his arm and he doesn't even flinch. Yeah, he just goes as if like he just gets shot and it hits him in the arm and and it's like slow motion and he doesn't even I mean, not nothing, not a not a blink. And he just goes and then like beats the dude up after getting shot in the arm. I'm like, oh, okay. Before that moment, uh, Bubba is saying, like, I don't know if I believe in God. And he says, I'll show you that God exists. And then that happens where it's like, <laughs> is it, are they showing us that God's on his side right now? Is that what we're supposed to get from this? Or that Nicolas Cage is just all of a sudden just like, it, it, like God is working through him. And apparently God is bulletproof. So fantastic. Ugh. I would hope so. It's a good one. I'm, I'm, I love that one. It was right up there. It was like Nicholas. Actually, it was funny. I was reading about that one. It came out literally in the theater the same month as um, Face Off. They, they literally dropped in the theater the same month, which mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage had a he had a great decade. That's for sure. Yeah, that guy was all over the 90s. And then he just went to to hell pretty much after that. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he went to cinema <laughs> he, hell for sure. He went to yeah. tax hell. <laughs> there you go. So, Dylan, what's next on yours? <laughs> So this one here is another, you know, it's funny. I'm looking at it and uh, three of my five movies are sci-fi. And this one is one that I like, I grew up watching and I didn't really quite understand what I was really watching until later on when I kind of realized that you should not try to have sex with a duck. Um, And in this movie, it happens because Howard the Duck is a really strange movie. Um, And I went back and actually watched it recently. It is. So Howard the Duck is actually like a well-known um, uh, comic book hero, you know, uh, in the Marvel Universe. And uh, he actually has a cameo um, in the, I think it's the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, where it's Howard oh, the Duck both. actually. Oh, is he in both? Okay, yeah, I knew he was in the first one. And then like the people that are in this movie, you got you got Tim Robbins. I mean, like, you know, some of some of the, the one of the better actors and then uh, Jeffrey Jones, who I know nobody really knows who it is, but he's the dad in Beetlejuice. And he's been in a ton of things that you would definitely recognize him in. But I actually had no idea what his name was. But um, yeah, this is where Leah Thompson um, actually went on to say that uh, the next movie she did, she did just so she could make herself feel better after doing Howard the Duck, because <laughs> she literally tries to sleep with Howard the Duck. And it's just it, it, the, the movie. I mean, it's it's done in 1986. So, I mean, we we're talking about the right in the middle of actually a lot of really good fantasy movies. Um, and this one, it, it just it did not happen. It's a George. I, uh, it's not a George Lucas film, but I know that he he did something with it. I can't quite remember what he did off the top of my head. They actually like um, 
he he was a part of it in some way i can't remember what it was but you know he's obviously you know it was he was uh he did uh what was the other george lucas film val kilmer uh willow absolutely like one of my most favorite favorite movies of all time an 80s fantasy movie but uh this one yeah turns out you can't try to to do everything that this that this film did so (laughs) have you seen that movie willow no, Howard the Duck. Oh no, I know what it is, and I've, I I just know that it's been hailed as awful, but uh, I have not seen it yet, and nor do I really ever want to see it. But. It's not worth it. Like I'll be totally honest. Like I I wouldn't actually uh, try to, you know, like when you have the bad news, like let's sit down and giggle at this stuff. You're really not giggling at it. He just comes from like a planet of intelligent ducks who have arms and legs, and just lands in Cleveland. Like, like of all the cities that you want to land in anyway, he drops in Cleveland and then he has his adventures <laughs> and they're terrible. And the, the, there's, I don't know, even know if there's any, um, special effects. Like he's just a dude in a suit or like a For duck the most suit. Part, it's all like practical effects. He's like a duck suit and yeah. Yeah. The, so. the movie made like 15 million in the box office. <laughs> Oh, it's a Lucas film. That's what it is. I was the so the Lucas. It was part of the uh, production team, I guess. You know, like Lucas Arts or Lucas Limited or whatever it's called. So it was a Lucas film. That's that's what he had and to do with it. So somewhere, also first Marvel film. Yes, that's right. That's right. It is technically the first film with a Marvel character in it, which is they started just, the universe. <laughs> Which is just yes, yeah. There was you could only go up after this. That that's that's the good thing. The beauty of this movie is Marvel was just like, okay, we're gonna start at the bottom floor with a duck, and then we'll work <laughs> our way up, and then twenty five years later we'll have the Marvel, you know, the multiverse, and we'll be doing some really cool stuff. You just gotta, you know, work or thirty five years later, thirty yeah, eighty five or six or whatever. Ridiculous. It got a oh sorry, it, it got a thirteen percent tomato meter. And a 38% audience score. It's actually my, it's right in the middle. It's my third best rated one. So I actually have two movies that are worse than that. Cannot wait to tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move this tugboat along. Uh, D- or not Dylan, Tom, what's yours? All right. We're going back in the cage. Oh boy. I've got Nick Cage going crazy. I got the Wicker Man, which is at 15%. So the Wicker Man not the bees. is about a cop. Not the bees. Hey, 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 Every don't time. spoil it. I'm getting there. <laughs> it's about a cop who's allergic to bees going to an island that produces honey, oh. of course. He's there to find a little girl that is the daughter of his ex. And it's not, I don't think they really tell you if it's his daughter. I can't tell um so he's like ah trying to find her and it seems like everyone in the town's trying to like hide her from him and then he punches a couple ladies and then he punches a lady in the face for wearing a bear costume right hey if there if there wasn't a reason that's the one (laughs) we don't condone violence here on the top five podcast just to let you know (laughs) um and then turns out little girl was never dead. They're going to sacrifice him. And for some reason, they waited like a bunch of days to sacrifice him. They just wanted to play little games with him, I guess. And then they put a cage on his head and they pour some bees in. Not the bees. Ah, not the bees. Um, and that and was they, his dying, like, well, no, spoiler then they, alert. They EpiPen him back to life. 
and then burn them alive. <laughs> wow. Which is like, wow, that you didn't need to do that. That's kind of mean. Um, but it is Nicolas Cage at some of his craziest, where he's just flipping out at people and yelling at them for no reason. It's great. That's another one that I haven't seen. I gotta, I gotta be honest there. I, I, I have not seen that one. I never really cared to see that one. I probably will never see that one because I just know the line, not the bees. I just, that that's all I know, not the bees. And I just like, I know nothing else about that movie other than he screams that at some point. Um, of all the movies that came out in 2006, there were only two with an F on cinema score. And this was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I tried watching that when when Hollywood Video was a thing. I had a membership there for like the unlimited. They're trying to compete with Netflix, the the physical uh, copies at the time. And so I rented The Wicker Man and I was so fucking bored. Um, it's really bad. And uh, it, it does take place in Washington, which is even worse because mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, God damn it. So and it's crazy because it's actually a remake. And the the original one in the 70s with Christopher Lee was good. It's one of the better horror films that have been created. So it sucks that they missed the mark so much on this movie. Well, and apparently 80 percent of the script was the original script. So they were working with mostly the same thing, and somehow they got it so wrong. <laughs> oh, boy. Yikes. Well, this was, if they'd have done it in the 90s with Nicolas Cage, he probably would have knocked it out of the park. The problem is, is once once 2001 hit, Nicolas yeah. Cage just, like, mm-hmm. he 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 couldn't do anything right. Like, he, he probably could have had the greatest script of all time, and he would have messed it up. But Nicolas Cage in the 90s killed it. Crushed they did it. They a movie where they, they were... The whole premise of the movie is to take a face off someone else and put it on his. And it, it sounds terrible. And yet it was a great action film. So I just think 90s Nicolas Cage couldn't do wrong. Everything after that. Well, there you go. Wicker except Man, for except for National happens. Treasure. That was in, in 2003, right. I think. And that was pretty good. I enjoyed that. I thought it was 2001. That, that's why I said 2001. Oh. I, it was early. Yeah. So National Treasure is like literally it's the last movie that I remember seeing of his that was entertaining. And it just everything after National Treasure was just atrocious. I liked him in Kick-Ass, but he wasn't the main player in that movie. I was just thinking of that. Actually, I was going to say besides the movie Kick-Ass because he just gets shot and he's like the dad or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. But so like he's definitely not the main one. But that's the first thing that always pops into my head, too, is when. When uh, when he shoots his daughter and she's like wearing the bulletproof vest or whatever the and that 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 whole scene is just kind of like cracks me up yeah but yeah. totally so right on so the Wicker Man all right well so for my third one uh, there is no surprise I am a gigantic Batman fan I've seen every pre- pretty much iteration of Batman I like the comics I like all the toys I got everything right I have a whole Batman wall in my living room but. I uh, I do think there are some stinkers out there. And unfortunately, this one is probably the stinkiest of them. Now, with that being said, I still really like this movie a lot. It is a 39% on the Rotten Tomato meter with a 32% for audience score. And I don't know why, but uh, Batman Forever. Um, I really enjoy that one a lot. Jim Carrey as the Riddler is awesome. I think he fits the the mold pretty well. It would be fun to see him as like a dark Riddler, a more psychotic one. Tommy Lee Jones was ridiculous and over the top. Uh, he was probably the weakest point for me, which sucks because I love Tommy Lee Jones. But oh, uh, Nicole Kidman was great. She was beautiful. 
Uh, and then Chris O'Donnell, we get to see Robin uh, for the very first time in like a real big budget uh, Batman film. And then I, you know, I actually really enjoyed Val Kilmer as Batman. A lot of people didn't like him, but I really liked him a lot. Uh, I liked the I don't know if you guys know what McDonald's is, but McDonald's is a restaurant that used to have Batman Forever mugs. They had these glass mugs that you could buy and you collect them all. Dude, I had all four of them. They were so incredible. And I drank from those every goddamn day. Drank my juice. It was awesome. But uh, this movie, yeah, this movie is great. I they are available on HBO Max. If you have HBO Max, uh, all of them, I implore you to watch it. I don't. Oh, I do own it. Never mind. I was going to say I don't own it, but no, I do own it. I apologize. <laughs> and this movie came out in 95. 95 was a good year. Good time to be alive. That was uh, that was Val Kilmer's is his one and done, right? Mm-hmm. That was his only Batman role. Then George Clooney took over, which I'm surprised you didn't have the George Clooney one. on So because Bat Nipples is very popular. So, uh, yeah, there, there are things about. Well, I mean, this one also has Bat Nipples, too, but there are things about uh batman and robin that i it's it's hard to it's hard to explain so this one is worse kind of but i like it more if that makes any sense and it's just worse it's worse in the sense the name of the game right yeah it's worse in the sense that i really liked poison ivy and i liked mr freeze more than i liked riddler and uh two-face but i really enjoyed everything around batman forever um, and the style was a little different. So therefore, I liked it more. Um, plus, it had the song Kiss from a Rose by Seal. And so every oh. time I watch it, I just go, baby. Classic <laughs> so, yeah. 90s song. Oh, yeah, totally. So I mean, I think that song was better than the actual movie, right? Like probably it, it, th- that song was like actually like a decent song that was on a lot of top. What are the, the billboard or whatever mm-hmm. in the movie? Yeah, not so much. And they have uh, Michael Go as as Alfred, and he's been the Alfred from he was with Michael Keaton, you know, all the way through um, the George Clooney's Batman or Robin. So he was on four Batmans. He was a great uh, Alfred Pennyworth. But yes, Batman Forever. That is on my list. So Dylan, Dylan Jupp, what do you got? So this is the worst overall rated movie that I have. Um, the uh, the tomato meter is four percent. Um, which is not good. And this is the last fantasy movie that I have on my list. The audience score is 23%. And I'm a huge, uh, like fantasy, like I I enjoy fantasy movies and all that Lord of the Rings and, and all that. And, uh, I also really love Jason Statham. I could watch him beat up people countless in in any movie, any movie, but in the name of the king, (laughs) a dungeon siege tale is God awful. But the the lineup is you got Burt Reynolds, you got Ray Liotta, you got Matthew Lillard, you got Jason Statham. So like the cast is all entertaining. But oh, my God, is this movie just I mean, the I don't know what their budget was. I, tr- I like I think that their budget might be like what I make in a year. I, I you know, maybe not including what they paid the actors, because I mean, I have seen homemade larping look better than the the stuff that they had on there and they only made like four and a half million in the box office which is just like i mean for to go into the movies i mean that is just pathetic like i've seen movies do that in like a night you know like opening night or whatever and it is it's hard to watch it sometimes like 
you know, I I want to enjoy watching all of the people. There's someone else. Um, the uh, I can't remember what his name is. Oh, here it is, John Rice Davies. Um, he's kind of the older British guy, and and so it's like all these great actors and actresses. Lily Sub uh, Sabowski, I believe she Sobieski. was really good in the Sobieski. Yes, she was great in a whole bunch of uh, other movies and stuff like that. So this one, this one really hurt because I think it wasn't a story based off of like Dungeons and Dragons, which I'm a big fan of. And, you know, Tom and I play, we play D&D every Monday night online. And, but it felt like it could have been a really cool, like, hey, everyone check out like how cool fantasy stuff is and D&D and all that. And, you know, and it came out, um, I'm trying to remember when it came out, but I think it was right um, after the Lord of the Rings. So like the premise was set. Here's the bar, guys. You just, you just do almost as good as Lord of the Rings. It, oh, 2008. So 2008, like this wasn't a nineties movie. This wasn't an eighties movie. This was a movie done like 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And it just looks like it was done just forever ago. It was, it was really hard to watch and, and, and everything. So I don't know if you guys have seen it. So, uh, when I think fantasy, the first thing I think is Burt Reynolds. It's the first name that comes right to my mind is we got to get Burt Reynolds Statham. up in here. <laughs> I can yeah. understand Jason Statham. He could be in a movie and just beat people up and wear old stuff. But Burt Reynolds is not going to act medieval in any what way. about Ray Liotta? Ray Liotta? <laughs> I mean, that, clearly. Uh, yeah. Again. Like, I mean, Goodfellas, that... Goodfellas was a sci-fi film, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that one was really bad. So that's actually my overall worst rated one. 4% and 23%. So combined 27%. It's it's. <laughs> It's pretty bad. Just wait till I see what I got. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas, oh, what do you have? Oh, well, hello. We're going back to professional wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, let me, let me guess. Let me guess. Suburban Commando, Santa with Muscles. Um, nope, nope. Uh, oh, Suburban Commando. I forgot how is, good that movie is. No, that that's movie? a good movie. <laughs> oh, with Hulk Hogan? That yeah. was fantastic. Uh, He's like a space commando who lands on Earth. It's great. I guess The Rock's been in a lot of movies too. I, I love nothing the with The Rock. That's not bad. Uh, well, John Cena's wait, been wait, in a number ooh, of them. Ooh, uh, The Condemned with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nope, ooh, that's a good, good movie one. though. It that fucking is, it sucks, but it's it's fucking suck. <laughs> I should have put it's that on my guess, list. Though. Uh, what, what other what other wrestling movies we got? Let's think. So hang on. Okay, so we're gonna try to guess which which wrestling movie <laughs> that's we what got. It looks for... like what's happening. Is give it all right? Can we have a small hint? No. I was going to say, is it an older wrestler or a newer wrestler? An older one. Because Triple H was in like Blade 2 or 3, right? And yeah. Then, yeah, those, no, are, no, those are god no, awful. Main what? character is, awesome. a, is a wrestler. <laughs> okay, so it was Blade 3 then. He was in Blade 3 because Blade 3 was terrible. Blade 1 and 2 were good. You're right. Shawn Michaels was never in any movies. Um, <laughs> it's got to be Hulk Hogan. It is yeah. Hulk Hogan. I'll give I know you how that. Tom, I know how Tom likes Hulk Hogan. Love it Hulk is Hogan. Hulk Hogan. No holds yeah. barred or um, fuck, what's Boom. the other one? Is it no you holds barred? It, oh it my is God. no holds barred, <laughs> which is a Good great guess. movie. So Hulk Hogan plays Rip. Now, the weird thing there is there's other wrestlers in the movie, like in the intro, who go by their actual wrestling names. And for some reason, it's not just him being Hulk Hogan. He has to be a character. And I remember listening on a podcast where they were talking about this. And somebody asked Vince, like, why don't we just call him Hulk Hogan? And Vince McMahon said, because he's Rip. And it's like, that's your answer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So Hulk Hogan is the big star at a network and the other network run by Kurt Fuller. He wants Hulk to be on his network because apparently wrestling is real in this world where he's actually beating people up. Um, So they try to get him, but he sticks to his word and he signed a contract with his original company. And then Kurt Fuller tries to kill Hulk Hogan. (laughs) So they kidnap him in a limo and they, they shut it off with metal grates on the windows and in the front. And this is the best scene in the movie. Hulk Hogan punches and kicks the side of the car. And for some reason that causes the driver to swerve all over the road. Like he's actually being hit but he's just punching the walls of the car and he's like, Oh, and he's hitting trash cans and running through mirrors. And it's like, what is going on here? He's not punching that hard. Oh, he's not moving the earth. And at the end of that scene, they bring him to a warehouse. He jumps out of the top. He beats up a bunch of guys and he pulls the driver out and he's growling at him. And then he's sniffing the air and you see the back of the driver's uh, pants and it's covered in poop. Oh my god. And Hulk Hogan says, What's that smell? And the driver says in the greatest voice, Dookie. <laughs> and I don't want to tell you any of the rest of the movie because that's all you need. That's only like 20 minutes in. I feel like we just saw the entire movie. Yeah, it's beautiful. Then there's Tiny Lister comes in and he's yeah. like the big bad guy. He's Debo. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't Debo. Wor- don't worry about that. It's all about the dookie. <laughs> oh, boy. It's funny. So I'm looking up your movie, Tom, right now. Uh-huh. Go, going back to my. So you're, the, the movie made a box office of $16 million, which is almost four times the amount that In the Name of the King did. <laughs> <laughs> I made 13 years ago against a Hulk Hogan uh, movie that got made in the 80s. And it just, it, uh, sorry, I just, it cracks me up. I'm like, wow, I actually expected this one to do worse because it's the 80s <laughs> and, you know, but but it actually did four times as better <laughs> than Jason Statham's movie. B- by the way, yeah. it is a ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes for some reason. <laughs> I a wonder lot of Hulk why. Hogan fans out there. Yeah, I uh, wonder why. Um, wow, I have not seen that. I I've seen the I've seen the cover of it countless times. The cover of it's Hulk Hogan and Tiny like staring at each other like you know, like classic uh, wrestling, like a cover. And I've never once looked at that and goes, I'm going to rent that. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go download that or I'm going to go pay blockbuster 99 cents. Cause it's been out for that long. Well, just so you know, I'm pretty sure it's free. If you have Amazon prime, uh, Hulu as well. I'm looking at it right now. It says where to watch. You can rent it on Fandango. And if you have a Hulu subscription, it is, uh, it is on there as well. All right, everyone, we got to stop the podcast because Zach and Dylan are going to go watch No Holds Barred. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a brief pause. We will be back here in uh, one hour and 31 minutes. Uh, Yeah. So um, for my next pick, I need to I need to amend something. Uh, So for Deep Blue Sea, I said Rennie Harlan directed Die Hard and I'm an idiot. I knew that was wrong when I said it, but I just kept doing it. He directed Die Hard 2, but he also directed Independence Day. That's how we know Rennie Harlan. Uh, He also directed some other stinkers out there, too. I think he did Daylight with Stallone. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But um, the the director of, uh, of Die Hard was John McTiernan, who also did the amazing movie Rollerball which was god awful. But uh, that's not my pick. My pick is a 38%. 
John McTiernan directed this one as well, and it is a 47% audience score. I fucking love this movie. I actually had action figures from this movie. Believe it or not, I had action figures from this movie. This movie came out in 1993, and it stars one of the greatest action stars ever to grace our earth. I'm talking last action hero. Uh, This is a bona fide Arnold classic. I will fight tooth and nail. I will die on this hill to defend this film. I I think it is phenomenal and it's, it's so underrated. It is a meta commentary about action films and it's Stallone doing, I'm sorry, it's, it's Schwarzenegger. Wow. I can't believe I said that Schwarzenegger doing what he does best. And it's him making fun of a genre that is tired and old and making fun of himself, basically. And we have seen Schwarzenegger do some pretty amazing roles. So I will argue again, tooth and nail, that uh, Schwarzenegger is a good actor and Last Action Hero is a good film. There, I said it. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked sometimes because, again, I thought this was a good movie. I didn't. I didn't even think that it would be under like 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Well, and then like some of the crit- <laughs> some of the critics, so <laughs> David Anson from Newsweek, he says Last action last action hero loses control of itself. I think he lost control of himself, Mr. Anson. I think he did too cuz I'm right there with you. Like I every time I watch that, I kind of like sit back and think like classic Arnold like comedy action, you know, where it's kind of goofy. It's got a really interesting like the the whole story is just so innocent, you know, like a, a real life action hero or an action hero comes to life, like through the movies, like, and then like you said, like, he, you know, he punches that window. And I just remember he's like, he's like, Oh God, I think that's the first time he like felt pain and whatever. And it was just like, I thought that movie was great. It, 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 it's strange that that was, you know, considered a bad movie. Right. I think the, the best thing about it, um, we, we did this for an episode of don't be crazy, but it did not, we didn't post it because the audio was all weird. But I think the beauty of this film is that, uh, yeah, like I said, it's a meta commentary for for action films. And I mean, Schwarzenegger makes fun of himself. Like when they go to the, the video store, you know, and Stallone is actually the Terminator. And he's like, oh, that's amazing. Right. Uh, and how every number is five, five, five. I think that's great. It's just it's so fucking good. I, I just have a good time every time I watch it. So and there's yeah. a part where doesn't he like walk past himself as well? Yes. And then like the real quote, real Schwarzenegger is just like impressed by the stunt double that he's staring at. And it's actually just his action character. Yeah. And he goes when he gets uh, when he's in the movie, he's like he's, he walks and he goes, I'll be back. He goes, I bet you didn't say I bet you didn't guess I was going to say that. He's like, that's your most <laughs> famous line. <laughs> so yeah. us as viewers are just dying. And then. You know, like they go to the drug house and he's like, excuse me, are there any drug dealers in here? <laughs> the bad guys are in there. <laughs> so fucking good. That so, is a good yeah. one. That is a good one. I've watched that one countless times. Like, I mean, that's a classic to me, a classic 90s action movie when you want to like, you know, you want to laugh and you want to giggle and stuff like that, but also see some cool action like that's That one's right up there with me. Yeah, totally. So, Dylan, you want to give us your last choice? Oh, man, do I ever. So I also want to set up a little bit for you. OK, I want you to picture this. I want you to picture a, uh, a military man, a military man who his colonel, his colonel's daughter, it, she gets kidnapped. And so, what, you know, what do you do? You don't call the police. No, you just you, you talk to this guy right here. He's, he's part of your platoon. 
And uh, so he goes into the Philippines where obviously they're well known for their ninjas. So then he goes there and to save her, he has to fight a whole squad of ninjas. So I am talking about 1985 film, 0% on the tomato meter, but 46% audience score. So people, they, they don't think it's so bad. American Ninja. Um, this is a movie where, Tom, have you seen this one? Yeah. I think you have, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. I yeah, figured you, sure I, I figured you, I know Zach, <laughs> I guarantee you have it. Um, you know, some friends of mine, once upon a time when we were uh, younger and had a lot more time to waste, we would watch bad movies, you know, and this was one that, uh, our friend Mike watched and I, and there's a, there's a scene where he is fighting like 15 ninjas. He's going through this town where there's barely anyone there. He's fighting a bunch of ninjas and I don't know what the, ter- I don't know what it's called, but it's, the, it's the, it's the Olympics where they put their hands and they like, they, they swing their legs around and whatever. And, and um, I don't know what that's called, but there is something in the middle of this town and he just goes onto it and starts just doing the thing where you wheelhouse your legs around and you lift up your arm and you, you know, swing your legs around and it just takes out like 15 ninjas and all he's doing, and they got weapons. They got ninja stars. They got swords. They got everything. And he's just like doing this, uh, this Olympic move is in circles for like thirty full seconds. It's just him doing that, and then he runs off. Where then he is cornered. He he runs into an alley because apparently that master uh, move that devastated all these ninjas. He needed to stop it, and he goes into an alley where he is trapped, and out of nowhere. It has nothing, it's never come up in the movie whatsoever, but a hand reaches down and grabs his, and he looks up, and it's his dad. His dad is there, and he's just like, dad, and he he lifts up his son, and then they have a moment together, and then that's it. Like, his dad is just there for no reason. They don't talk about it. He's never mentioned once at the beginning of the movie or or anything. He's just there, and so this movie is, it, it's, it's, it's so bad. I mean, like you, you watch it and it is, it's painful. It only had a $1 million budget, $1 million. And yet it somehow, somehow made $10.5 million, which by the way, better than twice the amount of in, uh, in the name of the king. Not only that, but they also did five of these. You have American Ninja, the first one, 1985. You have American Ninja 2, The Confrontation, The Blood Hunt is number three. The Annihilation is number four. And the number five, they just called it five. They, they decided that titles were no longer important. So five, American Ninja five is literally just, and not only that, but they did one, two, three, and four numerical. But five, they decided to go with Roman numerals this time. And it's a V. That's right. Switch for, it up. Uh, they switch it up. The, the, the fifth movie. So this is, they, they decided that five movies was, was this one. So American Ninja, this is one of those 80s films that I truly believe that like, it's so bad, but you can't, it's it's the car crash, you know. You can't stop looking at it. You just you you it, it's terrible, and you just you you know you, but you don't. You're already invested. You're like, well, what what's going to happen next? And and it is it is bad in every action '80s movie that exists. And anyone that is listening to this that has seen it, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, there's good action movies, like in the '80s and whatnot, like uh, Beverly Hills Cop and stuff like that. This one. The, the scene when he, his dad pulled him up, I lost it the first time I saw that. I was, I, I think that I needed to like walk out of the room because I was laughing so hard because it was so, so terrible. Okay. I, I it's don't, so bad. I don't think I ever want to watch it. 
no, but this is this. So this is the one. Like some of these. Like I think actually. So Super Mario Bros. A couple of the other ones. This is one that I would absolutely love to sit down and watch with people. But I feel like you know the immature, like you know early twenties in me, like really enjoyed it. I feel like this would be one you might have to have a couple drinks with because you kind of got to get into that goofy mood to watch it. Because if you sit down and try to seriously watch this movie, you're gonna be you're gonna be angry with me. You're, you're going to send me hateful emails. Be like, why did you make me do this? <laughs> well, maybe that would be fun. I think it'd be a fun thing to do. Just dissect it over some beers. <laughs> this, this is a good one to do it for sure. So, so that is mine. Zero cool. percent tomato meter based Oof. off of seven reviews. Oof. It's bad. And it was a 2.6 on Metacritic. So we are talking a real stinker, but somehow so good. Stinky, stinky. Thomas, you want to finish off your list for us? Uh, yes, I do. This will be my lowest rated one, but probably my favorite on the list at 3%. Here, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> Battlefield Earth. Oh, there it is, God. baby. I knew it. I knew it. it. I, I fucking knew, knew it. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Battlefield Earth is just, it's just great to see so many talented people fail so hard. <laughs> and just it's considered the worst it. of all time right it's one of it's one of the top yeah. 10 worst of all times on on, on i mean lists, lists are subjective but yes it's, well, it's ranked yeah. up there really high well and afterwards i'll talk about i left one off my list because i think it's perfection of bad so we'll get to that um but john travolta forrest whitaker great actors at least one of them was <laughs> Um, you can guess which one, uh, but so they're eight foot tall aliens that in the year 2000 take over the earth and they rule over it for a thousand years. And in that time, men forget everything. <laughs> they have no clue anymore. They're cavemen. Basically. I don't, I don't know if a thousand years would, you know, take away pretty much all knowledge, but I guess it does. <laughs> it didn't take away on how to dr- grow really cool dreadlocks. That's true. John Travolta um, and his crazy hair. <laughs> so you're either a caveman or you're enslaved by the aliens in this world. And our hero, who I just learned today, I didn't know his last name, but it's Johnny Goodboy. <laughs> and I, I I, don't know how I never knew that. I've seen this movie 10 times. Good God. Um, so he Can gets... you imagine writing that down? And just like, That's what we're going to go with. Johnny Goodboy. <laughs> yeah, it works. Whatever. So he gets enslaved and then gets taught by a learning machine. All a bunch of knowledge so that he can mine gold for John Travolta's char- character, uh, Turl. Um, because they love gold on this planet, the Cyclos. Um, yeah, and everything goes wrong. The uh, the men learn how to fly jets in a week, which seems a bit quick to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they take out an alien species pretty much easily after a week of planning and blow up their homeworld. Like, it was that easy. So I want to tell you something. I was actually looking at this. You want to know why you probably didn't know um, his name? I'm reading this. It, it It says here in the trivia... It's 45 minutes in until you actually know what his name is. <laughs> they, go, they go 45 minutes in the movie until you actually find out what Johnny's name is in the movie. So you're halfway through and you're about that point is when my eyes glass over. <laughs> so I probably <laughs> don't get it. <laughs> Woof. Uh, 
the the whole movie is shot in a Dutch angle, so everything is slightly tilted, Ugh. and it's just not a way to film a movie. It's the only movie I've ever seen filmed like that, and it is not good. <laughs> I'm so happy. I knew that was on your list. I was just like, when we were talking about this, this uh, category, I was like, Tom... There is zero percent chance that this movie's not on your list. They had I was I, I love numbers, a budget of seventy three million dollars, and they 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 barely made half that. And I'm surprised uh, they made half that. In all honesty, like actually, that's that's kind of surprising. Uh, the two production companies went bankrupt shortly shortly after the movie, <laughs> for reasons you know, probably other reasons. This movie literally bankrupted um, two companies. John Travolta <laughs> made ten million less because he took less up front and got money on the back end, but that money never came. <laughs> um, what was it? Oh, John Travolta offered uh, the director to Quentin Tarantino, and I want to see that movie. <laughs> oh Ugh. man, it uh, won worst were... movie of the decade, which is surprising because the decade was only uh, it, it was five months into the year two thousand. And, which means that the, the we we went nine and a half years without having anything that was actually worse than Battlefield Earth. It it, it took the award <laughs> five months into the year or into the decade. Wow. Uh, there was a planned sequel because this is only the first half of a thousand page book. So you want to read that book, man? No. Which, by yeah. the way, is by L. No, L. Ron Hubbard. By the way, Scientology. Ooh, Scientology. Nice. Yeah. So. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, the, yeah. that was a big thing. They're were, they were kind of laughing about the fact that this movie's based off of a book that was written by a Scientologist. And they're just like, yeah, kind of, you know, maybe a red flag there. I don't know, you know, if that's if that's your thing or not. But that was definitely one of the kind of Razzies that they were they were uh, they were kind of poking fun at this movie is that that was kind of the <laughs> beginning premises of it. So, yeah, that one. Honestly, Tom, I, I don't want you to I don't know if you've ever known this, Tom. I've never watched it. <laughs> well, I just I knew how bad it was. And and this came out. This movie came out a month before I graduated high school. And I'm, you know, fantasy movie, John Travolta, Battlefield Earth. Like I Ooh. and then I just everything sounded so terrible. And I just was like, you know what? I just can't do it because he came out with what was it? Uh, Swordfish shortly after. And I love that movie. I think it's great. And then Battlefield Earth, it was always the joke between you and I and all of our friends for years. And I just I just realized that I just I can never watch it. It's it's I just can't do it. I do not blame you. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I would get angry about something like that, but I, I just can't like you've saved yourself. Good job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zach, have you seen that one? Uh, no, but I know enough about it to avoid it. And I always think of Mike. Yeah, Lar- okay. I always think of Mike Larson when I um, when I when I hear about that movie because he's like Battlefield Earth. It sucks, <laughs> but he but he also <laughs> likes it. He's like Barry Pepper. I've seen it ten times. <laughs> yeah, he's like Barry Pepper. <laughs> it's so bad. He loves Barry Pepper. That's I like know. his favorite actor. He puts he, uh, he he doesn't even have salt in his house. He just has pepper everywhere because he's like Barry Pepper. <laughs> Barry Pepper. <laughs> Uh, Zach, do you have one more? Yep, I'm going to finish it off for us. So uh, my movie uh, is is near and dear to both mine and our friend Monaco's heart. It has a nothing rating on Tomato Meter because it was straight to DVD, not even a theatrical release. But him and I discovered this gem back in the DZ back in like 2005, I think. Uh, um, No, wait, what am I saying? 2006 it had to be because that's when it came out. 
and it has a 70% audience score and that's over 5,000 ratings. So you know it's good. You know it's good. Uh, this is actually a sequel, which it, it's a it's a sequel to a film that I had never seen. The original is called Undisputed and the sequel is aptly named Undisputed 2. This movie is awesome. It stars Michael Jai White. It stars Scott Adkins. Uh, and it was pretty much the first real Scott Adkins role I'd seen. He's this British uh, martial arts action star. And uh, it's really, really cool. So, yeah, it came out in 2006. I think Monaco and I saw it around that time. But the the premise is uh, the first one is a, a boxer, heavyweight champion, gets framed for, for rape or something like that. And he gets sent to... Um, prison and has to fight the local prison boxing champion, Wesley Snipes. And so it's kind of like this boxing movie. This one kicks it up to a whole other level. And Michael Jai White is a kick kickboxing champion. He's kind of aging and a little overrated. And he gets sent to a Russian prison to fight uh, Boyka. Boyka is the MMA Russian Muay Thai fighter guy who is like the, the king of the crop in there. So it's basically the exact same premise. And then they have this really badass fight. But Michael Jai White, you might know him as Spawn. Uh, he also played um, Black Dynamite. Oh my gosh. He's been in a Forgot lot of, about Spawn. Yeah, he's been in a lot of awesome movies. Uh, he played Jax in Mortal Kombat when they did that YouTube one uh, in the later 2000s, I think. So he's a he's a cool guy. You'd recognize him. But yeah, I mean, he was in this the movie, Dark Knight. He was. He he played Gamble in the Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you would really see him in much else. I mean, you, you recognize him if you saw him and I don't think this movie is actually disputed. Uh, I don't think this movie is actually streaming, but that is not a problem for me because I own it on digital video disc. But, uh, if you ever want to rent it, it is only a dollar 99 on pretty much every platform and I'll, I'll do you one better. It is $5 HD on those platforms. So you might as well buy it because, because you won't, you won't be disappointed. It is fantastic. But uh, like I said, it's it's so good that they couldn't even rate it because they were like, you know, this we we to give it any rating would just not do it justice. They want to give one hundred and one percent, but that's yeah, it's, it's not going to work. So that's uh, I, I, seen. I saw this on Netflix back when it was on Netflix because Monaco told me to watch it. And all I remember is badass fighting. Yeah, I don't remember that's... any of the story. I just know that they were kicking each other's ass and it was fun to watch. Some muscly, sweaty dudes fighting. That's my kind of movie, baby. Woo! It's kind of, it's kind of like every movie with Tony Jaw in it. It's just like, he's just oh, going to do gosh. some crazy knees and elbows and I'm going to enjoy I it. I could watch Tony Jaw beat up people all day. He's probably rescuing an elephant or something. I don't know. I know. Oh, the protector. <laughs> the protector is so good. Oh, yeah. now I want to watch that. <laughs> And so Spawn, too. I forgot about that one. The Spawn is like, people say it's like not a good movie, and I'm still waiting. Like, there's so many people online that are waiting for a Spawn like remake, like a true rated R remake. And as soon as you mentioned that, I was like, oh, man, that's right. We're all waiting for that. Todd McFarlane. Come on. Yeah. You in should, case anyone knows. You should have put a Spawn on this list, Dylan. Sounds like that would have been right yeah. up your alley. I think that if anyone calls that a bad movie, I'm going to have words with them. That's I, for sure. I think it's a it's a pretty bad movie, but uh, I, I really oh, well. enjoy it. I really enjoy it. So. Yeah, me too. So is Black Dynamite. I also really love that movie. It's too. funny. Yeah, I like that <laughs> it movie. It is really funny. It's super funny. So cool. Well, uh, yeah, those are our lists. Uh, that was a, that was a really fun episode. I enjoyed that. And Dylan was complaining about movies again. So <laughs> it was good, though. But uh, to, it was a good one. Some good movies to uh, to recap. Dylan has Mario Bros, Airborne, Howard the Duck in the name of the King and American Ninja. 
Thomas has Mario Bros, Hell Comes to Frogtown, The Wicker Man, No Holds Barred, and Battlefield Earth. That's a good movie. I've seen it so many times. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, Zach, I have Deep Blue Sea, Con Air, Batman Forever, Last Action Hero, and Undisputed 2. So those are our lists. Um, Does anyone have anything else to add before we leave for the evening, before we sign off? I thought it was kind of cool that we only had one one uh, shared the Mario Brothers between Tom and I. Every 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 other movie was was you know uniquely bad good. I yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so many bad movies out there that like because I mean even do, even doing this list, you know, I had a few days to think of it, and I'm just like, man, I know there's ones out there that they're like my guilty pleasure almost. I watch them and I'm like, these are so awful, but I still watch the shit out of them. And uh, I couldn't think of any. Um, I cut like nine off my list. What are your other? What, I had so many. Name well, name had, name three. Just name three. We don't. Well, we don't want first all nine. of all. <laughs> my my perfect one was the room. It's just perfection, and it's no, bad. No, oh, that God. movie's awful. That movie's so it's bad. It's so, not. It's not even. It's, it's not so good. Used to watch. No, it. it's fucking awful. Uh, what's your What's your next one? <laughs> it sounds um, like you just insulted Zach. You're yeah, like, <laughs> you just angered him. Uh, Birdemic. Uh, one and two were both on oh, my list. No idea um, until I, until <laughs> I rewatched them, and then it made me sad. Yeah. Um, trying to think, what else did I have on my list? I can tell you real quick the one I deleted right before we started the podcast. Um, I uh, I added it in the name of the king because I was looking through lists and I mm-hmm. saw it, but I actually removed Spider Man Three because uh, that movie is absolute gutter trash, and yeah. it's not even like a good bad or a you know a bad good or whatever you want to call it. I watched it in the theater and I'm a gigantic Spider-Man fan. If anyone knows me, they literally know that I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I saw it in the theater, bought the DVD. It is still da- actually you know what? I think I might have given it away by now. I think I gave away all my DVDs like when I was trying to downsize all my crap. That movie was still shrink-wrapped. I've never seen it since the theater. When they casted Topher Grace as Venom, I I I I had like a mild aneurysm or something like i just feel like that whole like moment in my life just was blinded by complete rage and then tom harlan or not tom harlan uh tom hardy did a great venom so but uh i uh real quick tom i have only seen um one of your movies and uh that's the one we share of yours (laughs) it's the one we share yep i have not seen the other one zach i have seen three of yours i've seen con air batman forever and last action hero the other two yeah (laughs) <laughs> i'd watch undisputed i've seen two of dylan's i've seen um, two of tom's and i've seen all of mine so <laughs> um i have seen every single movie on our I list knew it. i knew oh. it i was just like <laughs> there's, i guarantee he's seen all of these like there's no way the man has a bigger dvd collection than most people at least at some point so that doesn't shock me one bit, Tom. You, yeah. you are the master of bad movies. Oof. Well, I think that is a great place to end it for the night, gentlemen. So uh, let's uh, let's sign it off. So, all righty. Well, thank you for tuning in to the Top 5 Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Top 5 at ZachDale60 and at TomTop5 where you can give us ideas, tell us if we're crazy or even suggest a topic for a future episode. This week's topic uh, the, you know, bad wor- or best worst movies I could say it came from Jason Ames at Psychopath86 on Twitter. So thank you Mr. Jason Ames uh, he put top 5 so bad it's good movies. 
And I agree. So please keep those up. We love the suggestions and we will continue with polls. We want to thank our sponsor, Geek Fortress, for supporting us. Uh, be sure to check out geekfortressgames.com for all of your magic, tabletop, uh, role-playing needs. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Thank you, and remember, it's okay to be wrong, even though you think you are right. See ya! See ya!